and we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. It's been a minute. It's actually been a month since I last dropped a mini-sode. So, uh, yeah, happy new year. Can't believe it's February. Happy February. Um, so, podcast hiatus. We're just going to chalk it up to pandemic fatigue. Uh, I've been working through just some things personally, professionally, trying to take it a bit easier on myself. Um, and I hope you're doing the same. I hope you're giving yourself grace, space, and time. And what I mean by the time part is time to just be. That's despite what social media, society, you know, what anybody says, just time to, you know, sit in it because the reality is we are still in a pandemic, but we're living and we're here and now we're back podcasting more or less. Today, I'm catching up with two colleagues of mine, Nick and Charlie. They're the founders behind Sounds of Saving. And Sounds of Saving is a mental health nonprofit that's working to destigmatize mental health conditions through the connection of music as a way to relate to one another as people, humans, um, a way to generate hope in times of darkness and encouraging folks in crisis to get help uh, and ultimately working to prevent suicide. So I also want to preface this episode with a content warning that we do briefly touch on elements of suicide. And if you or anyone you know is struggling, please, please, please use 1-800-273-TALK or text HOME to 741-741. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm uh, Nick Gretto. And yeah, one of the co-founders of Sounds of Saving. Um, my background is um, in, in, I grew up playing music, always surrounded by music, um, made my way into technology, and then kind of made my way back into music through this route of mental health. Uh, and yeah, we've, we found it Sounds of Saving back in 2018. Yeah, um, so my, my name is Charlie Gross, and I'm the other co-founder. Uh, actually, Nick, Nick started the organization, and then we, we found each other. Um, my background, going back to the um, late 90s, was as a photographer, mostly a music photographer, and then I went on to become a therapist. Um, so working on Sounds of Saving is really uh, combining uh, a couple of the things that I've always really leaned on and loved and part of my, uh, my, my work over the years. So um, where we really are trying to combine creativity and music with, um, with getting people knowledgeable and to mental health resources uh, as need be. And I know the three of us had met over quarantine virtually, but I think what really spoke to me in first meeting you guys is the origin story, if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit, because I think it's really, really special um, how it kind of birthed into the world. Yeah, so, so I mentioned 2018 was kind of when it, when it started. And I was, I, I went to, uh, this is Nick again, but uh, I went to an event um, back, uh, back then for a friend of a friend who had taken his own life. And I went there not necessarily thinking that I was going to be affected, um, but for whatever reason, um, you know, it just hit me. And you know, in, in hindsight, you know, it wasn't too soon after losing an uncle who had also taken his own life. And 
you know, it just kind of hit me that I, I wanted to do something at this event. And, you know, I was there with friends and and I removed myself and kind of was found, found some space to myself and started thinking about what I wanted to do. And I immediately went to, you know, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia and, and therapy was not part of my upbringing at all. And, and I thought that music kind of became that for me, you know, now, now knowing, you know, what I know, music was, was therapy. It was finding, you know, things that I needed to hear through people I didn't know. And, and, and so I, my, the concept was I, I wanted to, you know, use music as a way to, to, you know, help people. And kind of on the spot, it was birthed. And I started thinking about anybody else that has a relationship with music and how they'll say similar things. Like, I, I don't know where I'd be without this, without this album or without this song or without this playlist or, you know, whatever it may be. If you have a real relationship with music, there's no denying it that it has, you know, helped you. And so, so you know, thinking about myself, thinking about my uncle, thinking about other people that have these relationships with music, I came up with the idea of, what if I asked artists um, to speak to their mental health and how music has impacted them? I sort of like the idea of asking artists to cover a song that helped them. So mm -hmm. not necessarily playing an original, which is obviously helpful to the artist, but also speaking to other people that maybe can't pick up an instrument and, and, and how that's relatable. So asking artists to play a song that wasn't their own, that has impacted them. And then just talk about, you know, that time, you know, this song helped me through this. It's, you know, that, that's kind of how we were, how we came about. And yeah, soon after we started, you know, asked a couple of friends to, you know, try it out and it started to just resonate. People were interested in helping and, and then not too soon after uh, I met, Charlie, uh, Charlie's background, having been in mental wellness and um, you know, being a psychotherapist and having the music background, you know, as I met more and more people with, with the mental health background, it just became more and more clear that we're doing something that was, that was important. And, and since then we've, we've changed, you know, not necessarily changed. I think the videos are still at our, our core, but we almost found that the organization backwards and that we started with you know, this, um, I hate using the word PSA because I don't think of it as a PSA. It's more human than that, right? We're actually asking people to, to talk about, you know, their own struggles. But we, we, we started with that and, and now we're talking about ways that we can develop and, and help beyond just reducing the stigma. But yeah, that's, that's how we came about and, and uh, that's the origin. I, I was thinking about this this morning and it's interesting that you said, you know, you, you don't like to use the word PSA. I look at Sounds of Saving almost like Humans of New York, the account where they kind of just talk to people and have them open up about their stories. And Sounds of Saving is parallel in the sense of using music for that and how you can open up and resonate, as you said, with music. Um, and I think, you know, another reason that I love Sounds of Saving is you guys are really big on the clinician aspect um, and involving folks who have the educational background to speak to what you're doing. So as always, kudos on that. Um, but the question that surrounds this show is how are you feeling in one word, more or less? I'm going to use more than one word. If I, That's fine. It, Go for like, it. Like I, I, um, 
I don't know. Uh, before we started recording, you and I were kind of talking how it's, you know, day to day. And um, today feels like a good day. Yeah. Um, if we would have spoke, if we would have spoken at this exact same time yesterday, it would have been a completely different uh, mindset for me. Um, it just was a rough morning yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel good. I think it's important for, for me personally to stay as positive as I can. You know, obviously there are the time that we live in with, you know, COVID and, and everything that's going on in the world is, is tough, but there's also been some amazing things to come out of it and trying to focus on those things has been critical uh, for me. And, and I've been able to do it for the most part. I, I, I have more, I feel like I have more good days than, than mm. the bad days. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. That's the grateful, grateful is sometimes all we can ask for. Yeah. I would, I would say that I, I, and this is aspirational rather than how I feel all the time, but trying to be flexible um, mm. and just kind of roll with change as they come um, is, has been, uh, you know, a way to just deal with it day to day. I mean, everything is so different and chaotic and, um, but not all bad. Uh, so I try and be open to the elements of what's been going on that are also really positive, which is, again, like with, with SOS and, it's, and mental health, it's just been like an amazing kind of reckoning for everyone to think about mental health and, um, and everyone's home and everyone's listening to music and artists are making music. And, you know, there's definitely a lot missing and a lot of pain. But there's also like a lot of a lot of connection and a lot of inspiration happening as well. Uh, so yeah, it's it's boom times for mental health, and that is, you know, exciting in a way. And where, since you know, mental health is like you said in boom time right now. I I feel like it's been such a buzzword the past couple of months. Um, in the sense of, you know, music industry or entertainment industry. In your opinion, what is something that, you know those worlds can do better at this year in the rise of everything coming to the surface? I think that there's a, a huge amount of, of positive momentum in, in the music industry in terms of mental health. And it's almost like, I know we're, we're sort of hyper attuned to it, but I feel like you can't, you know, read a publication right. or, or, a, or a pitchfork review without like it, it addressing a mental state or and that's partly just because that's what the music is and always has been but it, it it just feels like very much like this this record is about how blank has dealt with blank and um so i think the at a media level and a messaging level and the artist level i think people are really uh focused on it and really open about it and realizing the value of it and um if, you know in, in terms of uh corporate level i mean i think that you know that's tied to what we're hoping to accomplish which is you know can we get that messaging out there more can um can labels be on the lookout for mental health issues within their roster of artists mm -hmm. um are they supportive of artists being involved in projects like ours and there are a lot of them out there you know um, so i 
to me, it seems like there's a lot of positive moments. Other than that, I just I don't feel critical about about where things are at. I feel like it's been a lot of kind of equalizing in the ecosystem. Like I think from everyone from the you know the A and R guy to the artist uh, to the sound person is in a way dealing with similar things right now, and I think that's being talked about. I'll say, um, you know. Or the thing, the thing that we need to focus on, I think, is education um, and, and how, like, I, I've been hyping on education for, you know, about a month now. Charlie might be sick of hearing it, but, <laughs> um, but I, I think that the idea that we're reading more about it and people are talking more about it is good. And, and maybe it's the way to um, educating and, and having conversations in everyday life, which is the important change that we're trying to, to put it into place, right? We need people to know how to talk to others when right. they're struggling. People are afraid and people don't know what to say. And I think that we're, I think we're doing a decent job, but I also think that a lot of artists and people in the industry are kind of there's no formal, maybe we don't need necessarily formal education, but there's no sort of structure to how people are approaching things. To approach it. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting point. Cause this summer I became gatekeeper certified in QPR for suicide prevention. And I've done mental health first aid training and, and formal courses like that um, to help initiate. So I feel more educated in approaching um, situations that might be in crisis, but I do agree in the sense that there isn't necessarily a formula, but I think, like you said, the best way to start is kind of talking about it in everyday life. And I think we're seeing a ton of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th- we're definitely heading, heading in the right direction. And, you know, so many artists have people that are hearing their music that hear something in there that they connect with and they're approaching the artists and then, you know, artists don't necessarily know how to respond. I mean, you know, they're, they're putting their art out there and, and uh, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're, we're figuring it out, but that's the direction that we really need things to go is, you know, teaching more people how to be there for others. And, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously we need professionals and, and all of that too. Um, the, I mean, people kind of shut down a lot of times. Right. Uh, when when someone's struggling and they don't know how and they're afraid to say the wrong thing, I, I, I know. I mean, my, my background, like I said, it was in technology, and I'm learning every day. I'm so grateful to have Charlie in my life outside of uh, SOS, but as like an educator, you know, someone that teaches me, you know, what to say in certain certain situations because I certainly didn't know how to respond, and right. and I'm I'm not alone, you know. I'm in this space now and still and learning. Yeah. yeah, And still, and still things come up and I'm, I'm unsure how to respond. And I'll say, you know, Charlie, you take this. Um, well, I think, and to, to Nick's point in a way that um, it's, it's sometimes it's not about that there's a right or a wrong thing to say. It's just having the conversation. And what I think what we're trying to do is just promote having the conversation. You know? Yeah. It's not, First of all, everyone's different. Every situation is unique. There's no, there's no right or wrong way to approach a certain situation and no guaranteed outcome from that. But there, we know that there's a guaranteed outcome to like 
not having these conversations because then people just get stuck in their own heads and feel more alone in their experiences than they need to. Yeah. That sort of, in a way, sums up our mission. And then, you know, to take it further and the more kind of mental health professional angle on it is that I think people also don't, don't know what therapy is, especially like young people. They don't know what different types of therapy it is. They don't know the process. They don't know how to find it. They can't afford it. And those are some of the things that we're trying to tackle on the, on the back end. It's like, how can we, how can we help get people where, to understand things and to where they need to go if they need it? Yeah, I, I think in no way is it a one size fits all. Um, so to wrap up, how can folks get involved with SOS? Um, where to follow you? Where to support? Um, any anything that we can plug? We're always looking for interns. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're still a relatively new brand and getting um, people involved with, you know, our community through social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, at Sounds of Saving for all of them. And yeah, I mean, those are the probably the two biggest things. I mean, donations help. Um, We're in the process of developing our mission uh, or or progressing our our mission to the point where we're going to start looking for serious donors and um you know that that's a few months away but right now we're still you know self-funded and you know taking small donations wherever we can to help us get to that sort of next place mm-hmm. but yeah i think interns and and follows on social media are probably the biggest thing right now I think also and, if anyone has any any ideas about what they feel like is missing or what they feel like they need, that's always useful for us to hear. Like we, Nick and I did a presentation for a, an NYU uh, class right before the pandemic in person. And um, we were really surprised to hear how enthusiastic people were about the idea of like, you know, therapists being at festivals. Um, that people would be willing to talk to people in a context like that, you know, where it shows. Um, so it's always really great for us to hear like what people, especially young people, feel like is is an obstacle to pursuing mental health resources. And, and yeah, I think it's it's awesome that y'all are y'all are open to feedback. So I would definitely encourage people to to DM um, out sounds of saving. If anyone wants to share their story about kind of getting through tough times and how they how they did it, we always love hearing those stories. I I freaking love that you guys are so open to that. Um, the world needs more of that, and I just I'm really appreciative that you came on today and we chit chatted. And you know, 2021, I'm super hopeful that Sounds of Saving is gonna keep propelling forward for sure. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jessica. So this mini-sode was a bit longer than usual, but there was so much good information in it. If you are looking to get more involved, please follow them at Sounds of Saving on all social media. At this time, they're looking for interns, social media support, artists, and feedback more or less. Thanks, y'all.